we say hello to Coach Scott Spinelli. Coach, good morning. And first of all, let me apologize for yesterday. We appreciate your time today. Oh, my goodness. No problem. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here with you guys this morning. Hey, lay it on us. We, we've kind of been in a, in a little debate here in, in the room. Of the games tonight, the uh, the four games tonight, which one is the most intriguing to you? Well, first of all, I, I got to tell you, I mean, the, the Gonzaga game, you know, to me with Arkansas, I, I, you know, look, Gonzaga right now plays a totally different style than um, Arkansas does. Arkansas is going to try to put them in the half court. Uh, and obviously Gonzaga can beat you in a lot of different ways. But I think the contrasting styles, the collision of philosophies in that game uh, will be interesting to watch. And, you know, Gonzaga right now has all of the weapons. They're as complete a team as there is in the tournament, probably next to Purdue. Um, but with that said, you know, Arkansas, the way they defend, um, you know, they pressure the ball. There's active hands. They try to keep you on a side in, in terms of uh, NBA coverage in their ball screens. They call that icing and, or blue or downing it. And I think, again, that style uh, where they lock down and they also send multiple guys back on a shot, which really – takes away some of Gonzaga's ability to get advantage breaks. So that's what I would tell you tonight would be a real interesting matchup. Does Michigan have enough left in the tank uh, with this momentum to uh, stay with Villanova tonight? I love Villanova. I've loved them since the beginning of the tournament. Uh, first and foremost, they played a tremendous schedule this year. Um, you know, the, every loss that they've had is, is to an NCAA tournament team, and they could have won all those games. But the way Villanova has been built within in terms of those kids coming up uh, in their respective classes, they have one transfer in Daniels, the culture, the identity defensively, how they get after you there. And then offensively, they play very unconventionally. I mean, they post, they go what I call, what we call as a coach perimeter to post and they'll go to the, from the perimeter, turn their back. They swing their head towards the middle. Those are guards at times posting. And then what happens is, is on the perimeter, you're taught as a defender to see the ball in your man and you're moving and you're moving and all of a sudden you lose sight and then boom, the ball's out to your man and it's a three-point shot because they lead of all the teams left in the tournament. They average nine and a half, three makes per three and a half makes per game from the three. They're the best three-point shooting team. So I think, no, I think Villanova right now is a tough team. And I got to add one last statistic that I think you guys will appreciate. They right now are on pace, Villanova, to break the 37-year record in terms of free throw percentage as a team. They're shooting 83% as a team, as a team. And with that in mind in close games, that's a huge advantage. Coach, for me, one of the, the my favorite things every year when March Madness gets here is watching some of these guys, uh, you know, who haven't really had an opportunity to play on big stages before, come out and get that exposure to the nation. And you go on and have success in the NBA, whether that's, you know, John Morant or, uh, you know, Steph back in the day. For me this year when I'm looking at the field, Jaden Ivey from Purdue, are you seeing the same thing that I am? Like this is the guy who's going to go on and have success in the NBA? I do. I think Jay Nivey, um, you know, he's taken obviously a monster jump from last year. Um, but the one thing that I think he kind of uh, typifies and where the game has gone today, I mean, first of all, his versatility, right? I mean, having versatility where you can play on offense, multiple positions, but probably even more important, defensively. Use him on the ball. You can switch with him. 
Um, he's obviously an elite-level athlete, transition-type guy. And I think as he continues to develop, the one thing, as you guys know, in the NBA, you're going to get better at in terms of shooting and being a better, a more consistent three-point shooter. I think that will only improve over time. But to your point, um, yes, I do think he's going to be an excellent player in the NBA. Talking with Scott Spinelli from the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, Scott, I want to take you back uh, a week or so. Uh, Garrett just mentioned March Madness. And, and I think when, when you look at the, the North Carolina-Baylor game, from last weekend, what a what a tremendous showpiece for college basketball. Those two teams flat got after it, particularly in that second half. Yeah, I mean, that was a big-time game. And, look, it, it really speaks to the job that Coach Drew has done there, uh, you know, with his program. I mean, first and foremost, you know, the culture that he's created to do that, losing uh, two of his best guys or two of those impact guys that, you know, um, Cryer and uh, I can't pronounce Jonathan's last name. but Tom Wachachua. Wachachua. Okay, you got it there. But, uh, you know, and then to go down 25 points, um, and they were literally down 15 um, with six to go in the game. And they came all the way back um, to tie it, send it into overtime. And if you guys remember right, you know, um, the kid goes down and, um, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, they get that and one North Carolina Baycott at the other end. I think it was My- Meyer. I think it was that went down with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the um, twisting his ankle. And I think that was a huge play in overtime, you know, huge play. So um, yeah, no, that was a fantastic game. I mean, listen, North Carolina is playing exceptionally well right now, especially on the offensive end of the floor. Uh, but, again, Baylor has nothing to feel ashamed about in the job that they've done with their program. I was at A&M, as we talked about last time. Uh, you have to tip your hat to Coach Drew and his staff. When you look at this tournament after all that's been going on up to this point in the Sweet 16, who who's the top favorite in your mind right now? Well, I think, again, when this started, we put, we put together the Final Four. The Final Four that we had, or I should say I had here, we had Purdue moving on from their region. Um, you know, we had Duke, believe it or not, beating Gonzaga to get there. Um, I really like Villanova on that other side. And then the bottom bracket, we kind of got, you know, uh, we're out of that bottom. We had Auburn. But, you know, those teams left. I think you could actually um, make a case to me um, for those three teams right now to win it. Um, and, and obviously we've talked about the Duke, um, you know, the mission that they're on. I think the pressure's off those kids, uh, as we've talked about. They went back home after that huge stage. There was a way too big of a stage for those kids, uh, that last home game against North Carolina. And they really became, uh, you know, they were shook after that game. And then they went into the ACC tournament. They didn't play as well. And then just like we talked about, they went back home and they got refocused defensively. Um, and they won that game the last five minutes. They were down five against Michigan State, but they did it on the defensive end of the floor, which those breakdowns that, that had occurred during the tournament in the Carolina game, um, you know, didn't show. So I think they're poised right now. And, you, again, you can't put an analytic or a stat on a, a team's emotion and their will to, to win. And I think there's a lot there right now with Duke. Uh, Villanova, to me, culture. They're hard to match up against. They can play multiple different ways. Um, they're poised, they've got experience, they've got guys who have come up within. They are going to be difficult to beat here, guys. And then obviously the other side, Purdue, 
is as complete a team as Gonzaga. I mean, they, they do it on both ends of the floor. And again, out the other side, I mean, I guess Kansas right now, Miami's playing great. I'm not sure on the other side, but I think any of those three teams that we just talked about, and look, if Gonzaga does beat Duke, which you know, I think Duke's going to beat him, but Duke's got to get by Texas Tech first. This is not going to be an easy game either uh, for Duke. So um, the, those three teams is kind of where I would look at one of those teams, maybe cutting down the Nets. Coach, you mentioned briefly a while ago about the job Scott Drew has done here at Baylor, and a lot of that has come with Jerome Tang by his side. And when you look at Tang taking the job at K-State, you look at Grant McCaslin, the job he did at North Texas. Now he's the leading uh, candidate for the SMU job. And even Coach Mills, what he's done. Could you talk a little bit about the coaching tree that we're starting to see from Scott Drew? Well, I, I think first and foremost, I can relate to what they did at Baylor, what Coach Drew and his staff have done, just because I was at A&M for four years where we had the best twenty uh, win total in A&M history. We won 25 games with Mark Turgeon. Um, and, you know, we had some battles with Baylor uh, there. As a matter of fact, you know, in the, I don't know if you guys remember the big game that night that it was really became hostile in there on that screen that Joe Jones set on Tweedy Cotter. And uh, we had, it was a big game for us and, and that. But to watch the job that he's done there and those guys who have been alongside him, at the time that I was at A&M, you could see the amount of um, – effort that they were putting into recruiting it, it starts with recruiting it's the lifeline of your program and not just to mention recruiting but evaluation and understanding um, and maybe having vision and seeing what a kid can do um, you know in your system in your program and you've got to really tip your hat to the job that they've done um, obviously coach Drew can really coach um, and I think all those guys have benefited from that but where they've really, uh, I think, all of those guys have they've been made to, to understand and believe through working with Coach Drew is how important the recruiting and evaluation is. And I think, uh, as you can see, those guys, and I think uh, Jerome Tang, I know Jerome, I think he's going to do a sensational job at K-State. Talking with uh, Scott Spinelli from the Believe Podcast. Scott, uh, just a quick word about the Arizona-Houston game. Obviously, TCU pushed Arizona into the corner uh, before the uh, Cats came out of there with a win, and now they're going to play a, a well-coached Houston team. Right. Well, the game within the game is the three-point line here, and here's what you have. you got Houston as the number one defensive team, field goal percentage team in the country, 11th from the three-point line in terms of holding teams to a low percentage. And what, why that's important is this. In Arizona's losses, in their three losses, they've shot 33, 25, and 28 from the three. They should have probably, or they could have lost that game the other night. TCU did a, a really good job. They actually shot five of 27 from the three against TCU, and somehow they found a way to win. So there's a constant there. If Houston can defend that three-point line, which I think they can, I think they're very physical, um, I think they're going to have to obviously get back in transition and make this a half-court game. If they do that and defend the three-point line, um, this is a game that Houston can easily advance and beat Arizona, and I think they will. Coach, tell us a little bit about the Believe podcast and, uh, and where we can find it and all that good stuff. Well, we started the Believe podcast um, as it relates to just we were doing a lot of stuff with the ACC. Uh, you know, I was in the league for many years um, at both Maryland when Maryland was there and at, and at uh, Boston College. And, you know, we've kind of grown it now. We're doing a lot of uh, things in terms of breakdown 
uh, certain teams, um, their identities on both ends, talking a little bit about recruiting. And um, so we've done that. And now we're kind of on to doing a lot of different um, things like this, you know, just kind of breakdowns throughout the country. Um, you know, I've got like 13, 12 of them today um, at different places. And so, you know, we've kind of taken it to that side and to share some of the experiences and knowledge from the coaching side of it, um, you know, sitting on those sidelines for that many years, it's a little bit different than just being that, you know, typical analyst, I should say. So that's what we're trying to give back. And uh, so far, I, you know, I hope it is. Coach, thanks. We appreciate it. Continued success. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me today, guys. Take care.